What up everybody? So I finished watching Gundam Wing. So now, I don't know if you guys ever heard of it, now I'm watching an anime based off of one of my favorite video games of all time called Devil May Cry. Great game, if you never played it, check it out. I believe the remake of the, the fourth one is on PlayStation Store, check that out, it's crazy. Um, Other than that, I do want to watch Sandman, which is based loosely off of the DC comic book character, which was, if you watch that show Lucifer, he was also based off of that. Not the Spider-Man one, the DC comic books one. Crazy, man, crazy. But guys, remember to follow me, punch them out the official on Instagram, official underscore PITM on Twitter. I'm Adrian. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Um, Crazy fight day overall again. PFL, bare knuckle boxing, and the Alexander Yusek versus Anthony Joshua fights. They're all going to be early in the morning, so check where whatever time zone you're in. Check what time those events start if you're interested. The UFC event will be at its regular time because it's here in the States. So enjoy all the fights this weekend, guys. Peace, deuces, later. what up everybody um first things first if you guys hear like um i don't i guess like some type of whistling is that the cord on my microphone i believe is messed up there's nothing i can do about it hopefully i can get through this episode without it getting much worse than what it already is it's very faint i doubt you'll be able to hear i'm just saying if you can that's what's going on I've already ordered new cords. I should be getting them in a couple of days. And if not, I got to get a new microphone. Let's hope that's not the case because I really like this one. Let's hope I get new ones down the line though. Just not right now. But without further ado, episode number 65. Here we go. Um, Let's start it off with PFL, of course. Rory McDonald came up short. I believe he's made the right decision. To walk away from the sport. Because like I said before. So y'all know Taylor defeats Rory McDonald. Auntie Delija defeats Hannon Friera. Matthew Sheffield defeats Juan Adams. And Sayadu Sai defeats Carlos Leal. So now Diallo Taylor. Delano Taylor. Sorry. Delano Taylor is now going to fight Sayadu Sai in the Champions Night. Ante Dilija will fight Mathis Sheffel. And like I said before, the Roy McDonald thing, I'm glad he walked away because I would honestly like to see Anthony Pettis walk away as well. Because, like, they, they because in the first round, they were these world beaters. Like, if that Roy McDonald and Anthony Pettis showed up throughout the tournament, they would have been the champions and I probably won the whole tournament. But, like, I don't understand what goes on that. I don't know if their body just can't handle multiple fights a year anymore because they're getting up there in age. How old is Rory anyway? 
Rory's only 33, so he's still someone in his prime, because I believe between 33 to 35 is the prime. But then there's guys like Yoel Romero at the age of 40, and they could still go, bro. I don't know. Some people are built different. So now, the Champions Night is almost, it's November 25th, I want to say. It's the day after Thanksgiving, so November 25th. So now there's only one playoff card left, which will be on Saturday, August 20th. August 20th, it's crazy, man. There's a bunch of stuff going on. There's Alexander Yusek versus Anthony Joshua 2. There's Bare Knuckle Boxing with MVP and Mike Perry. There's UFC with Kamar Usman and Leon Edwards, which we'll get to later. And there's PFL with Kayla Harrison versus Jindiroba. Jindroba, sorry, not Jindiroba. Jindroba. Kayla Harrison will take on Martina Jindrova. Chris Way will take on Brandon Lockhane. Larissa Pacheco will take on Olena Kosinik. Rogio Koro, Ryoji Koro will take on Bubba Jenkins. That's a crazy card right there. Can't wait to see that. So the winner of Kayla Harrison will take on... The winner of the main event will take on the winner of Larissa Pacheco versus Olena Kosinik in Champions Night. Now, while I was doing research for this episode last night, I realized that Larissa Pashikio, she used to fight for the UFC. She fights at lightweight right now, 155, right? She's massive. I didn't hear of her until PFL, but she used to fight for the UFC. She was on the Ultimate Fighter, Whitaker versus Gastelum, which was the final Ultimate Fighter on Fox. The only Ultimate Fighter to date that I didn't see. I had no interest in that Ultimate Fighter at all. I didn't see that one at all. And she, she's even fought Jessica Andrade. She's lost. I'm telling you, she's fought as low as 135. But I believe she, I believe 145, 155 is the sweet spot for her. Um, So yeah, the winner of those two fights will fight each other. Ryoji Kuro versus Bubba Jenkins will fight the winner of Chris Wade versus Brandon Lockhane. So I'm excited, man. I believe Kayla is going to run through this girl. I believe the final is going to be Larissa Pacheco versus Kayla Harrison. Like, those two girls look unstoppable. And I believe it's an early start. I'm going to look that up for you guys, but I believe it's an early start because they're fighting in the UK. But yeah, it's an early start, and then you can switch over to UFC or whatever other fighting. Because it's crazy, right? Because I know, um, because I know, look, see, it's going to start at 10 a.m. It's going to start at 10 a.m., so it should be over by midday. But I do know... What I don't know is at what time, I'm going to look up what time Bare Knuckle starts. Because I also know that Anthony Joshua, Alexander Yusek fight is going to be early. Because they're fighting, I want to say, they're fighting in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, so like all these fights are going to be early. The only one that will probably be on US primetime is going to be UFC because they're fighting in Salt Lake City. But hold on, I'm still looking it up. Hold on. What do you guys think about the Mike Perry MVP fight? I think MVP is going to walk all over him. But we're going to see here. Paige Van Zandt is fighting on this card? I thought she signed with AEW. Let's see. See, this one starts at 11 a.m. So, yeah. It's all going to start early, man. Because they're also fighting in the UK. Let's see what time Anthony Joshua versus Alexander Yusek starts. See? So, listen. The Anthony Joshua, Alexander Yusek fight is going to start at least the card is, so they might fight around 11. They're going to start at 9 a.m. 
So Alexander Yusek and Anthony Joshua might not fight till around 11. The PFL card starts at 10 a.m. That's the main card too, I believe. So Kayla might not fight until 11.30, maybe midday. And then MVP and um, Mike Perry, that starts at 11 a.m. So all these main events are going to be happening almost around the same time. The only one that's going to be prime time is the UFC. The UFC is probably laughing. They're like, ha, 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 ha. All you guys are going to be competing against each other and everybody's going to have time to watch my fight. That's probably what the UFC is saying right now. But anyway, let's go back to it. Kayla Harrison versus Martina Jadrova. That's a crazy fight. I think Kayla wins within two minutes of the first round. Chris Wade versus Brendan Lockhane. I have no idea who's winning that. I like them both. Larissa Pashikio will probably knock this girl head off within... A minute of the first round. Robert G. Kudo versus Bubba Jenkins. That's a toss-up. Both those guys are good. What a fight. What a fight. And then we go to the Champions Night. We got to see. They still haven't announced anything. I wonder if they're going to announce something at this fight card or somewhere around October, September. Bellator 284. Okay. Okay. I have a confession. I did not see the fights on Bellator on Friday. Why, you might ask yourself, well, why is that, Adrian? You knew they were happening. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I have a good reason. Well, I have a reason. I don't know how good. I think it's a good reason. I got last-minute tickets to Rob Zombie, so I went to that. But Aaron Jeffrey defeated Austin Vanderford, TKO punches. Gokhan Sarikam defeats Saeed Soma, split decision. Elimale McFarlane defeats Bruna Allen. Unanimous decision, 29-28, 29-28, 30-27. Although it is worth noting, Elimelech McFarlane missed weight. Valentin Modovsky versus Steve Mori ends in a no contest because Valentin Modovsky poked his eye. Goichi Yamauchi defeats Niam Gracie in the second round via KO punches. My God, I did see the replay of that KO. It was nuts. That KO was nuts. Let's look at the rankings for Bellator. I didn't get no updates for the rankings, so I'm going to go off what the website says. Why isn't Goichi ranked? He should be ranked. Well, he isn't ranked right here, but he's going to be ranked after that vicious knockout because Liam Gracie was number five. So let me see here. This guy should be ranked. Why Why are you not ranked, Goichi? Yeah, I haven't gotten no new update for the Bellator rankings yet, but when I do, I will let you guys know. But I haven't gotten any update for Bellator ranking. But I believe Goichi should buy Brett Primus. No, wait. Brett Primus is like, wait, never mind. Don't listen to me. Let's see. On these rankings, it's because it's hard. He just took out Liam Gracie, who's number five, right? Jason Jackson is number three. Douglas Lima is number four. MVP is number two. MVP. Well, he could fight him. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing him fight Lima. Does anybody know if Lima's coming back? I don't know how Andre Korshkov is ranked over Goichi Yamauchi. Maybe because Goichi hasn't been fighting in welterweight very long. Was he ranked at lightweight? Because I know he was fighting at lightweight for a while. Lorenz Larkin. Oh no, this is middleweight. He's not even ranked at lightweight. What the heck's going on here? You know who is ranked? Tofik Masaev. I'm a fan of that guy. And then Kamar. I mean, I was going to say Kamar Usman. Usman Nurmagomedov is now number one. And it's been announced that he will get the next title shot against Patricky Pitbull. 
in November. We're going to get into that a little later. So, yeah, I would want to see Goichi fight. Um, What did I say? Goichi versus Douglas Lima. Yeah, sorry. And then Valentin Modowski and Steve Maury are going to have to run it back. You can't have it end like that. Okay, let's move on. UFC. Marlon Vera versus Dominic Cruz. Marlon Vera beats him head kick KO. Nate Lowinger defeats David Onema. Majority decision. Yasmin Yajiguri defeats Lasmin Lucindo. Asmat Ma Morizakanov defeats Devin Clark. Priscilla Cocheria defeats Arlene Lipsky. Gerald Mearshart defeats Bruno Silva. And in a shocker, Angela Hill defeats Lupita Godinez. I thought Lupita was going to take that one out. And and if that guy tells me, you're saying your name wrong, it says Lupita right here. All right, motherfucker? So don't give me shit. Like, go on Wikipedia and look it up. It says Lupita. That may seem a little aggressive. I do apologize. But anyway, Marlon Vera defeats Dominic Cruz. Crazy. And, like, people say, Dominic is done. Like, my cousin, he likes to say, he's lost twice already in a row, right? He should just retire. My cousin's just like that. I'm like, no, man, what are you talking about? Dominic was winning this fight. Dominic looked great. And then, like I said in, in my pre preview of this fight card, Dominic was going to hit him more. But if Marlon lands, Marlon's going to make him feel it. And did he not knock him down once or twice before eventually knocking him out? Did he not do that? Yes. Yes, he did. Now, let's look at the rankings. But my point in saying this is, I don't believe Dominic Cruz is done. I don't believe that at all. Let's see, they should be updated. Nobody moved? Nobody moved. This is some horse shit, bro. So, Marlon wins, but he stays at number five. Now, let's look at the board. He beat Rapant. He beat Dominic. He beat Sean O'Malley. I'm talking about Marlon Berry here, Cheeto. Sonya Dong beat him, but a lot of people thought, including myself, Marlon won that fight. Rob Dishwasher's really is going to fight Jose Aldo this weekend. TJ Dillashaw is fighting Aljamain Sterling October 22nd. Peter Yan is fighting Sean O'Malley October 22nd. Corey Sanhagen is going to fight Sonya Dong in September. I forget the date, but I know... It's in September. So if I'm Marlon and I'm Jason Perillo, I'm going, we're looking at that Peter Yan fight. If Peter wins, we call him out. Because I don't believe Peter will get a title shot by beating Sean O'Malley. I think he's going to have to fight one more time. Because it's expected for Peter to beat Sean O'Malley. Now, can Sean O'Malley get a title shot off, off of beating Peter Yan? Yes. Yes, because that guy's a star. And if he beats Peter, the UFC can skyrocket him into a title shot. Especially if Aljo beats TJ, there's the only way I see Peter getting another title shot if he beats Sean is if Aljo beats TJ and they set up the third fight because a lot of people thought Peter won the second fight. So if I'm Marlon, I'm waiting for this Peter Yan. Or another thing is you rematch Aldo. If he beats Marab, this washes Willie. You'll be like, all right, Aldo, let's fight again. Let's see if I can beat you this time because Aldo beat him and Aldo beat him decisively. Aldo's the man, bro. I'm still surprised that guy's fighting at, at the top. A lot of people thought he was done. He changed weight class and he's top three. And if he beats Marab Dishwasher's Willie, just because he's being Marlon Vera and Marlon Vera's on the tear, they should give him a title shot. I feel. But we shall see. We shall see. 
We're going to get into that a little later. But Marlon Vera's on a tear. Keep an eye out for him. If he wins, he's going to become one of the bigger Latin American stars the UFC has had. Because I believe he's only one of two people from Ecuador fighting on the UFC roster. What a crazy guy Marlon Vera is, man. What a crazy guy. Okay, let's move on to this weekend. Kamar Usman will take on Leon Edwards. Pablo Costa will take on Luke Rockhold. Jose Aldo or Jose will take on Marov Dishwashers Willie. Marcin Tibura will take on Alexander Romanov. That guy is awesome. Tyson Pedro will take on Harry Hunsucker. Leandro Santos will take on Jared Gordon. Wu Yanan will take on Lucy Poldilova. I hope I said that right. Sean Woodson will take on Luis Saldana. And my girl Miranda Maverick will take on Shayna Young. She's a school teacher, man. But anyway, let's look at Kamar Usman versus Leon Edwards. I cannot wait for this fight. This fight is way closer than what people think it is. If Leon neutralizes Kamar's wrestling, and a lot of people are saying, oh, well, he knocked out Jorge. How do you know he can't knock out Leon? I don't. But Leon will not get into a, like, a dirty fist fight. He's going to keep it clean. He's going to use that step away elbow. I believe Kamaru's saving grace here is to be able to take Leon down and control him and win like that. Or or he's going to do what he did to Jorge Madrigal in the first fight. The fight I'm circling on my calendar is Paulo Costa versus Luke Rockhold. But hold on. Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards needs to use the leg kick, the body kick. I want to see more work to the body from all UFC fighters. I feel like if Leon... Uses the liver kick. That'll help him a lot. So we shall see what happens. Paulo Costa versus Luke Rockhold. Paulo looking. That dude's looking like he's ready to kill, bro. And a lot of people are making the way he acted in his last fight against Marvin Vittori. I think he, he was hurt and he just didn't want to pull out of the fight. That's why that big debacle happened. Because he's looking. He's looking shredded now. And I wonder if. This is Luke's last fight because they gave him such a hard fight after three years off. And because he's been talking a lot of smack lately about fighter pay and stuff like that. So I wonder if it's his last fight. Jose Aldo versus Marab Dishwashers Willie. It's a crazy fight right here. I, I want to see Aldo use the leg kicks again. I want to see him use work to the body. And I, I hope he's worked on his gas tank because that's probably the weakest part of his game. And it's not even that it's bad. It's just that he gets tired in the later rounds and that's where fighters take advantage of him. Alexander Romanov versus Martin Tabora. Dude, this guy is the future. This Alexander Romanov guy, is he, is he ranked? I hope he is. He's number 13. Who's he fighting? Martin Tabora. Let's see if Martin Tabora is ranked. He is. He's ranked number. So it's number 11 versus number 13. It's a good fight. It's a good fight. I like Alexander Romanov in this one. Tyson Pedro versus Harry Hunsucker. I, I'm just a big fan of Tyson Pedro. That I believe he's Ty, Tuibasa's brother-in-law. And then, honestly, on, on the prelims, I, I really want to see Miranda Maverick versus Diana Young. So I might tune in early to watch that one. Not I might, I will tune in early. What am I talking about? But there's one thing I want to say about this fight card. I believe it's getting lost because I wonder if the UFC has released their fight week schedule. 
I wonder if on Friday they're gonna have a press conference for UFC 279. Let's see. Let's see here. Let's see. Oh nope. I can't find no skip. But I don't know if they're gonna have the UFC 279 press conference. I don't know if they're gonna have Nate and I don't know if they'll have Nate and Hamza flying. They will probably say no thanks. Look, it says right here. What the heck? Look. <laughs> Dana White is excited about the upcoming matchup between Nate Diaz and Hamza Chimaev. Chimaev and Diaz will collide at UFC 277 and 279 on pay-per-view taking place at T-Mobile Arena in Paradise, Nevada on September 10th. Win or lose is most likely Diaz's last fight inside the octagon. The Stocktonator has decided not to renew his contract with the UFC and will move on to other ventures including a potential boxing showdown with Jake Paul. I believe Chimaya versus Diaz will make for a barn burner of a fight, but remains unsure whether he wants to hold a promotional press conference featuring the pair. During a recent interaction with Robbie Fox on the My Mom's Basement podcast, White said, It's a fight people want to see. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. And imagine the energy in that place when those two walk out. You know, you got a Diaz brother and a guy from Russia. I don't know. How easy it would be to pull off a press conference, but we'll see. He's going to do a press conference. I love how people say that. Dana's unsure. He's going to do it. He has to do it. There, if there's one thing that you guys have to know is that they have contracts and, like, it's exposure. Because I imagine they have merch at these places. I think, right? I don't know. But I'm pretty sure he's going to do a press conference. He has to. Even if none of them show up and... He, I'm just from Ch Chechnya, not Russia, even though it's a part of Russia's whatever. But to be more precise, he's from Chechnya. So they don't know if there's going to be a press conference. So let's go back. But this is a crazy card, man. Alexander Romanov, I'm a fan of that guy. Leon Edwards can pull this out. Paulo Costa versus Luke Rockhold, I believe it's a murder scene waiting to happen. Hey, if Luke pulls this out, good on you, bro. Like, really good on you. But even Jose Aldo versus Marab, this watch is really is a good fight. So now let's move on. Remember how I said Bellator announced Patricky Pitbull versus Usman Nurmagomedov? Patricky Ferry to defend his Bellator lightweight title against Usman Nurmagomedov in November. Patricky Ferry is now set to defend his recently acquired Bellator lightweight title in November. Sharing the cage with Ferry will be undefeated challenger. In Usman Nurmagomedov, who has finished three previous bouts in the first round. The matchup was first reported by MMA Fight Universe and then confirmed by sources by MMA Junkie, who wish to, re who wish to remain anonymous because the promotion has not yet officially announced the fight. The lightweight title is expected to headline the upcoming Bellator event on November 18th and does not have a confirmed venue yet or location. Very... 36 claimed the vacant lightweight title by defeating Peter Quilly in the second round at Bellator 270 in November. The crowning moment of his career snapped a two-fight skid and came after a decade spent with the promotion. His three previous victories have come by early stoppage. Nurmagomedov, 24, the cousin of UFC Hall of Famer Habib Nurmagomedov, has fought under the Bellator banner four times in his debut with the promotion. He defeated Mike Hamill by unanimous decision, but then ripped through Manny Moro, Patrick Patilia, and Chris Gonzalez in the opening frame. There are currently no other bouts announced for the November 18th event. Bro, this is it. This is it. 
if Usman and Islam win, Habib Nurmagomedov, Coach of the Year, I don't care what anybody tells me. You have the two most coveted titles and the two most MMA promotions, the two most famous ones. You're going to tell me one's more famous than Bellator? It's not. At least not in the U.S. This prime deal could change all that, but you're not going to tell me it's bigger than one is bigger than Bellator. But that's it, bro. If he if he wins these two fights against Charles Oliveira and Patricky Pitbull, coach of the year. Because I believe Usman Nurmagomedov is the best lightweight in all of MMA. That's what I believe. Although, Tofik Musayev might have something to say about that. But, you know. But let's look at the lightweight picture, bro. You have Patricky Pitbull. He's going to fight Usman. Tofik Musayev just beat Sidney Outlaw. Benson Henderson is going to fight Peter Quilly in September. And then you have AJ McKee making his lightweight debut. Bellator's lightweight division is stacked. Although I do believe AJ will go back down to featherweight if Pat- Patricio defeats Adam Borix. So we shall see, man. We shall see what's next. Shane Burgos, like his last fight with, with Billy Quantantello, I believe is his name, was his last on his contract. And I thought he would re-sign with the UFC, but in a twist, Shane Burgos went and signed with PFL. Here we go. Shane Burgos has chosen to sign with PFL. The featherweight free agent announced Monday on the MMA Hour that he is parting ways with the UFC to join the PFL roster a month after making his most recent Octagon appearance. Burgos won a unanimous decision over Charles Jordan. I'm sorry, Billy Quintantello, I love you. At UFC Long Island and what was the final fight of his UFC contract? That was the last fight on my deal, Burgos said. I said after the fight, I wanted to test free agency, test the waters. I know what I'm worth. I wanted to see what everyone else thought I was worth. So I went out there. I tested free agency, the free agency market, and I'm excited to announce that I'm signing with PFL. It was not an easy decision. I was, it was an offer I couldn't. It was not an easy decision. It was an offer I couldn't turn up, turn it up. I've got two daughters I've got to go back home to. I've got to look at them in the face. When it's all said and done in this part. With this deal, I feel like that will secure that. Not taking anything away from the UFC, from my UFC career, 11 fights in. The UFC, that was my dream when I was 14 years old. I saw it for the first time on TV when I was 12 and was like, that's what I want to do. When I was 14, I made the decision. I started training at 15 and the UFC gave me a platform to be able to put me in this position right now. And then secure the deal that I just secured with PFL. Sean Shelby, Dana White, Hunter Campbell, McMaynard, all the guys at the UFC, I can't thank you guys enough. According to Burgos, the UFC was unable to match PFL's offer. They couldn't, Burgos said. It was a good it, it was that good of a deal. It was just the PFL. He added the last time I negotiated with PFL, it was relatively close. That's why I was like, it's not that big of a difference. It's a bigger difference this time. It was a six-figure difference. And then where I was going to get paid in from the PFL, and I turned it down to stay with the UFC. It's obviously bigger than that. Wait, what? Oh, I didn't say that. Okay, I'm going to reread that. It was just the PFL he had it. Last time I negotiated with the PFL, it was relatively close. That's why I was like, it's not that big of a difference. It's a bigger difference this time. It was a six-figure difference back then. 
where I was going to get paid from the PFL and I turned it down to stay with the UFC. Now it's obviously bigger than that. Regos expects to make his debut in November or December in a non-tournament bout before competing in the league's regular season in 2023 with the goal of winning PFL, the PFL championship, and the $1 million prize. His initial plan is to fight at featherweight in 2023 and then at lightweight the following season. He also said that PFL will allow him to commentate for the league in the future. On top of the opportunities being presented to him, Burgos revealed that he expects his financial compensation will be well into the seven-figure range after the first season with the league. When it's all said and done after the first season, obviously I plan on winning. I will be a multi-millionaire, Burgos said. Asked how many UFC salaries it would take to match what he'll make in one PFL fight, Burgos answered multiple. So yeah, man, it's like I've been saying before, like, the UFC is the dream. I'm pretty sure much like a bunch of WWE wrestlers, WWE is the dream until you get there and you realize, well, I could probably be doing better over here, you know? You never know with people. So, good on Shane. I hope he's happy with his deal. He sounds pretty happy. And he's going to be able to commentate. I wonder if he was trying to get the UFC to let him commentate. And they just said no because they already had people. I mean, you already got people, so you got to go somewhere else. Good on Shane. I'm very happy for him. Let's see what he can do in the PFL. I hope this curse of UFC bets going to PFL and, like, losing gets broken with him because he's still fairly young. So we shall see. We shall see. We shall see. American Khabib, Bo Nickel's second contender series opponent revealed. So, if you guys listened to my show last week, you actually heard my live commentary of Bo Nickel dominating in his first Dana White Contender Series fight. He won the fight in like 51 seconds, I think. Something crazy like that. And he still didn't get the contract. Initially, I was kind of upset because I'm like, well, they gave Chase Cooper and Greg Hardy contract. But then I looked it up. Greg Hardy did have a second fight on the Contender Series. And Chase Cooper, he was like... He had like five fights already. This was barely Bo Nickel's second fight. And Chase Coop, I mean, Greg Hardy had his first two fights back-to-back on the Contender Series. And then he went into a developmental deal where he had like three fights outside the UFC. So let's read what the article says here. Three-time NCAA Division I champ Bo Nickel impressed in his octagon debut last week, winning in the Contender Series in just 62 seconds. I said 51 seconds. I do apologize. The quick victory moved him into a 2-0 on his burgeoning MMA career. Despite the stellar showing, Nickel did not earn a UFC contract. UFC president Dana White explained that though Nickel had a great deal of potential, he didn't want to sign a fighter with only two pro fights on their record. Instead, White promised to feature Nickel on a second time on the Contender Series. A second win on the funeral show might lead to an appearance on the UFC in the UFC proper. According to MMA Junkie, Nichols' second UFC audition is now booked for this season's finale episode of the Contender Series on September 27th. Nichols' opponent will be Donovan Beard. Beard is a 32-year-old 6-1 in his pro MMA career fighting off of Chains MMA in Hot Springs, Arkansas. After eight fights as an amateur, Beard turned pro in 2020. He's won five of his pro fights, including two by submission and one by TKO. Okay, I have my reasons why they didn't sign Bo that I'm not going to get into because I hope I can have a great relationship with the UFC in the future. 
I don't want to get on their bad side so early. So the second fight should be interesting. I'm one of those people that thought that they should have just signed Bo. So we shall see what happens. September 27th, mark your calendars. Should be a good one. And for my final piece of news, Dominic Reyes is coming back. He's going to come back on the New York card. He's fighting Ryan Spann. I DM'd his manager. I was checking if he got back to me. Nope, he has not. So, Dominic Reyes will fight Ryan Spann at UFC 281. I can't wait to see what other fights they add to that card. Because that's a crazy fight. That could be co-main event. But it's because I'm a big fan of Reyes. And I know how good Ryan Spann is. So, that's cool. So, now, closing thoughts. Let's go. Cheeto versus Cruz. Crazy fight. Bellator results. Koichi Yamauchi deserves to be ranked. PFL results. Uh, thank you to Rory McDonald. I forgot to say he retired. I did say that off the top of my head, but I just kind of glossed over it. Thank you, Rory, for such great memories. Um, if you decide to ever come back, I will be watching UFC 278 this weekend. Usman versus Edwards. Crazy fight. Costa versus Rockhold. I believe there's a murder scene waiting to happen. Rob Dishwashers Willie versus Jose Aldo, crazy fight. Patricky Pitbull versus Usman Nurmagomedov, crazy main event. I don't think I'm not gonna be in the country when this fight goes down. I'm kind of sad. The Bellator lightweight division is stacked. Shane Burgo signs with PFL. Congrats, bro. You deserve to get paid. Bo Nickel returns to Dana White Contender Series. Dana, if he wins in the fashion that he won, give him a contract. Dom Reyes return date set. November 12th, UFC 281. That's all I got for you guys. Remember to follow me on Instagram, Punch in the Mouth Official, official underscore PITM. I'm Adrian. Have a great day. Peace.